Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Tom Wells here. Today is Tuesday, March 13th, 2018, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Your third daily dose of happy for the day. It's the only day of the week we get three doses of happy, and that's you know, that makes it a special, special day. So thank you for joining <laughs> us today. Um, and Tom, thank you for joining as well, because uh, this is our, the, the newest uh, addition to the schedule, having you do this show with me. I appreciate it very much. How you been sure, doing? Sure, it's my pleasure. You're doing well? Yeah, I've been doing well. I've got uh, just dug in today to understanding more about how I was going to present this information about Seth, whether mm. to go further into the book. And in doing so, I, I, went, I went through some intuitive transformations that have led me in a different direction, which I want to explain tonight. And I think hopefully we'll be more happy for the listeners than the Seth material. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Well, yeah, we can. We're we're good at changing direction. We do that often. So why not do it with us too? That's fine. So what have you mm-hmm. dug up for us? Well, here's what happened when I, you know, you had suggested, you know, as we go into chapter two of the Seth book that we were reading, which was called "The Nature of Personal Reality," um, that I begin to paraphrase and discover, you know, some key things that I could share in the podcast and perhaps some stories mm-hmm. that would be um, illustrative of the principles. Sure, mm-hmm. and so I. I looked in that chapter, chapter two and chapter three, and I was just feeling the heavy weight of the material that um, once Abraham had said that they were asked about this older Seth material and other things, even the sa- even the words of Jesus or the words of Buddha or the words of Rumi or, you know, like that it's all great. You know, the the Bible, I mean, it's all great stuff, but what they were saying was, there is, in a sense, there is such a thing as being dated in a certain sense that that when those particular words are spoken, they they are especially for the people of that time who need to hear a message in a certain way that coincides with those people's frame of reference at that particular time and place in history. And so as I was reading the Seth material, I was feeling this sort of heavy weight of kind of like psychology and the and the things people were wrestling with in 1974 when the book was written and and I felt like this is not lively the way the Abraham discussions we had been having on podcasts were mm-hmm. about the things Abraham saying and and Abraham had said that even the very um day that a program is given by Abraham that's that's the leading edge of the creative development of the mass consciousness that's involved in that material. So mm. everyone who's listening to a new podcast as it comes out, um, a new program as Abraham gives it in wherever they're speaking from, those combined consciousness of everyone combined with the source that everyone's connected to is is creating on the leading edge of consciousness this most wonderful new creation. Mm-hmm. And that's why we love what we're hearing. And I realized that by diving back into the stuff material, it was slowing down that the energy that I like to be a part of. And I felt it was then imposing that upon our listeners, um, something that was a little too plodding, a little too um, heady. Mm-hmm. You know, it required a lot of looking at every paragraph and talking about it and Very trying true. to see what Seth was trying to say. Right. Right. So. I decided to go and ask some questions about the subjects that Seth was talking about, which is about beliefs and core beliefs, because I wanted to understand that better. 
And as I dug into that, I came across some Abraham segments on YouTube where they're talking about Seth and the things that Seth said. And once I started to listen to that stuff, I realized, oh, this is what I want to now talk about tonight because it helps bring it all into perspective, the kinds of things that Seth is addressing in his books, um, in their books. And it makes it clear where I want to take a stand and, and, and it answers some of the questions you were having about what's going on in this current reality we're living in mm-hmm. as it relates to these other inner realities that Seth is talking about. Because okay. I was talking about doing this out-of-body travel that I want to do and going into these inner realities that exist exist within us that get as you go into each layer of reality, you get closer and closer to source. You get closer and closer to the energy that is this energy that propels the universe, you might say, you know, mm-hmm. that sustains the universe. And I wanted to know that energy. I wanted to be in touch with that energy. So I wanted to read a little thing that I transcribed today about what Abraham had to say about all this. And then we can, that can be a um, impetus for a conversation. Okay, yeah, before you get started on that, I just mm-hmm. wanted to remind people, this is not just a continuation of our Monday morning Seth discussion, but this is also the Tuesday night call-in show. So if you're listening live right now and you feel like uh, connecting in, please feel free to do so. Uh, most likely, if you're listening, you're listening on the, the homepage of LOAToday.net, which is great. Right there on the page, you'll find instructions on how to connect into the Zoom platform. And if you do that, that's how you can reach out to us. So you know, we'll keep going. We'll keep talking about uh, this this in- interesting change of direction Tom has proposed for us. But uh, if you decide to connect in, just connect right in. And you know we'll cut you into the conversation. Or we can even change to whatever topic you want to. So please feel free to connect right in. So with that said, Tom, take it away. Okay, this is not super long, so it's uh, it's about a page and a half. And uh, anyway, here's what Abraham says. Jane, Jane Roberts, who was the one who channeled Seth, was receiving from Seth, and Seth and Abraham are chips off the same block. In other words, teachers of deliberate creation. And when Seth said, you create your own reality, Jerry, Esther's Jerry, his question was, how is this so, that we create our own reality? Fair question. And so we spent all these years since explaining how it is that you create your own reality. That's what got them going. Mm -hmm. Seth talked about various levels of consciousness, and we spend all of our time wanting to address the level of consciousness that is you here in this physical body. Because the other levels of consciousness are not levels of consciousness that you can focus within. But you can bring yourself up to speed with the level of consciousness that really is you. We took what Seth taught beyond what Seth had said by helping you to understand that this non-physical part of you that Seth talked about, as Seth explored other levels of consciousness, is coming to those other levels of consciousness in large part because of the leading edge experience that you are having here. So it's a matter of you coming from source energy, exploring through this perspective, and that source energy is exploring from that perspective. And your emotions, which which Seth did not talk about, being the telling factor about those differing, if there are any, points of view relative to whatever it is either consciousness is focused upon. We can stop anytime and try to clarify what she's saying. That's probably a good idea. We should probably break it up into pieces. (laughs) Yeah, again, it, it it is a little bit much. So 
you know, Seth talked about how there's these levels of consciousness that you, as you go within and within and within. And so what I was talking about, people do when they're doing out-of-body travel, as they go deeper and deeper in out-of-body travel, they go into these different levels of consciousness that are all, you know, part of our inner being that, you know, by exploring those different levels of consciousness, I was feeling, and, and Seth seems to talk about how there is much to be learned from that exploration but what abraham is saying is that it's it's all about what you're experiencing here and and they go on to explain this more this was sort of like a prelude to them explaining that everything is about what's going on here in this leading edge of consciousness and you can't really focus on those other levels and then which, they explain why. Which is probably a good thing because uh, there, there are probably some people who like the idea of doing the out-of-body stuff, but there are probably a bunch of us who say, you know, that's really not for me, but I'd like to learn the other stuff. <laughs> so that's a good thing. I'm glad that, you know, they're applying it to everybody. That's, that's good. Yeah, and they said, as, as you give your attention to what you're living, just the way you intended when you came here, and you expand your desire, the source within you also receives an expansion of desire. But that level of consciousness does not focus as precisely on the details. You know, the level of source consciousness doesn't focus as precisely on the details. Because if that level of consciousness focused precisely on the details that you have explored, then that level of consciousness could join you in your disconnection that often happens on this level. And now there would be no guidance to help you find your way to the new creation that you had established through your life experience. So in other words, we need, we need our inner being, our source self, to stay focused on the overall understanding of that vibratory tone we talked about on Monday morning, you know, that vibration tone that underlies everything, that, that source consciousness needs to stay focused in a broader perspective so that we can be out here on the leading edge playing with creating with our desire. We're playing with contrast out here. And that so that that connection yeah, is an important connection in a number of different ways. Not the least of which, I mean, many of us are still in the in the process of just trying to identify that connection in the first place. You know, okay, theoretically, I know it's there. Practically, do I always feel it? Well, maybe yes, maybe no. I mean, I, I know personally, I'm getting better at understanding and and better at having a sense of when I am in connection, when I am communicating. Uh, it was certainly helpful to me, for instance, when I learned through Abraham teaching that uh, all my emotions are messages, essentially, from my inner being. So that helps. Now I know, okay, I'm getting messages that way. I'm connected that way. It also helps to know that you know, we get impressions or impulses or whatever you want to call them periodically. And and if if we're alert to them, we can notice that we didn't really originate them with our conscious minds. So that gives us a sense of, okay, something else coming from the inner being. So, you know, for those of us who are still kind of developing that connection, all right, now I'm starting to get a feel for it. And now Tom's saying all this other stuff, I'm like, whoa, can I keep up with that? I don't know. <laughs> That's a lot. Well, and, 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 not that you, and not that you need to either. This is, this is where I've been led. It's my leading edge of my creative growth has been to explore these things that I'm exploring. And, and now today, this work I've done has led me back you might say in the other direction. And this is why I love this little piece so much because Abraham explains exactly why it's so important to be here and now on this, in this reality. Mm -hmm. um, they said, what helped Jerry and Esther to understand and, um, and maybe you as well is that 
here you are out here on the leading edge and you have an inner being, right? You have an inner being, but you're out here on the leading edge. And as Seth said, your inner being has an inner being. And that inner being has an inner being who has an inner being who has an inner being. <laughs> and each of those here. levels of conscious, <laughs> each of those levels of consciousness are, are more purely defined into the pure energy of consciousness. And the, but the further out on the leading edge where we are that we become, the more likely we are to lose our connection with the clarity of that energy of that that you get clearer and clearer as you go further and further into your inner being. And the further out we are on the leading edge, the more we are apt to lose our connection to that kind of clarity. That's why your emotions are not just telling you what your relationship is with your inner being, but they're telling you what the relationship is with the inner being of your inner being and the inner being of that inner being and the inner being of that inner being and the inner being of that inner being. And that is what man wants to call God, you see. All of these levels of consciousness are all vibrational indicators of that from what you have come. So we've come from that, but more important, of that which we're in the process of creating. So not only have we come from it, but by being on the leading edge here in this time and place, time space reality, which we call Earth, we are also creating this very inner being that we're coming from. Um, so when you have a leading edge experience out here, as you're having all day, every day, and you come to a new conclusion, a new conclusion, all of it is. So the, all of, of the, of the entire consciousness of the universe receives the benefit of all of that and focuses upon in a very satisfying fashion, the expansion of the universe that, that has taken place because of what you are doing out here on the leading edge. Well, that I've brings, news. I've got some good news for you. Yeah. The good news is that we have been joined on the leading edge. We have one new member on the leading edge. Oh, great. You got we a have, call? We have a caller who has joined us. Oh, okay. and I, I want to oh, invite wonderful. them in. So, yeah. mystery caller, who do we have on the line? Are you there? No. Oh. They're there, but they're being quiet. Okay. Well, that's all right. We can we can live with that. So, go ahead with what you were talking they might about. Be on, they might have their phone on mute. Okay. And then Abraham goes on to say that brings us to the most important thing we're wanting to say to you. And that is, don't try to understand those levels of consciousness in the sense of don't try to think the thoughts that the source within you is thinking. Instead, think the thoughts that you're thinking, and then do your best to align yourself vibrationally with the broader resonance of source. If you knew how much you were wanting to be in these bodies, you would not be trying to get out of them. You would be focused here and now and achieving vibrational alignment with that source within you, you see. There are all kinds of things you could think about, and we're not trying to distract you or discourage you from thinking about anything you want to think about. But we are encouraging in a very powerful way that you understand the perfection of what is here before you, and you understand that the manifestations that you call seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, that the realities of this time-space reality, this manifested world in which you're living, is here for you, created by you and us, with enormous value and purpose. And you will never be able to explore enough of it to be able to receive everything it has to offer you, you see. And while you're here in physical body, your greatest satisfaction comes from that point of view. While you're keeping an ear to the ground of how we all 
we all, we all, we all, we all, we all feel about what you are poignantly focused upon here and now. We all being the being uh, the non-physical. All these different layers. Well, of the layers of layers of it. Okay, all right. Yeah, and so they're all focused on us because what they're saying is this really is the leading edge. Like you were saying the other day, you know, do you want to ask that caller to join us again? Uh, the caller has uh, logged out, so go ahead okay. and continue. All right. Um, so basically, that here she says it's like it's like um, the story of Esther knowing that Jerry has reemerged into the non-physical. So she's standing in her, her living room trying to find Jerry out there somewhere after he passed, what was it, in 2012? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's, and, and Abraham says, and all she feels is this absence of him. And it's a painful thing mm-hmm. because cause she can't focus out there where he isn't. She can't find him out there um, where he isn't. Where, so where do you think he is? Mm-hmm. He's here. He's focused with her. He's editing with her. He's involved in this conversation. He's interested in what everybody's having for lunch. He's looking forward to the new piece of furniture that will fit in the place in the Abraham Hicks Center. In other words, he's still involved. He's still involved from broader perspective in the details of what's going on here. And she says that's the piece that's most most misunderstood. Humans want God or whatever is non-physical to somehow be off somewhere else. And we aren't. We're here on the leading edge with you. And so that's the that's that particular segment. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked it because obviously it, it gives me more encouragement to not feel like the like I'm sort of looking for something that's not here in this world. You know, it is here in this world and it's happening through the very things that I'm creating through my desire, saying that I want, saying things that excite me or things I'm interested in having in my life, that that all of creation, you might say, is focused on all of my inner beings are focused on that happening and very much so focused on it to the point that that's very, it's, it was created that way for a really beautiful reason. Okay. So that's kind of the point I got from it. How about you? Um it, well, it, it's still more in-depth material, and I'm not sure I have a quick reaction to it um, just because of its abstractness. Um, uh-huh. I mean, that's one of the reasons I always like stories, because with stories, you know, you can you can yeah. easily tie into the stories, the emotional side particularly, you know. So stories mm-hmm. always make it easier. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that they present this idea of layer upon layer upon layer of, you know, endless iterations of inner beings. <laughs> it it mm-hmm. made me think of like a... You know, an echo where you have a, a camera pointed at a, at a TV monitor and you see TV monitors endlessly going off in the distance, that kind of effect. Yeah. yeah. Was, was that, that sort of an effect. I don't know what to make of that. I mean, I've heard it said that one of the reasons that non-physical sometimes has trouble communicating with physicals is simply because of lack of context. We in the physical, are, are we kind of lose track of that connection to, to non-physical while we're here. We don't lose it entirely, but... You know, it, it it seems to us like we've lost it. And from the non-physical perspective, it's an entirely different way of existing. You know, try, trying to, you know, explain all that or even to condense it into something that they can send to us in a quick blip in a psychic's message is probably ridiculous to think about. You know, so the, 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 the idea that I've heard is that they're constantly trying to figure out how to simplify it so that we can handle it. Because in our little human brains, there's... 
there's not as much we can handle compared to what they can handle in the non-physical. They're tapped into everything. Um, hmm. So when I hear about you know endless iterations of non-being connected to non-being to non-being, I say, I have no idea what to do with that. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, to me, it just it just means that there is an immense, um, an immensely beautiful plan and creativity to the whole thing, and that it all dovetails beautifully into this present moment right here and right now on this planet Earth, mm. exactly where I'm at, and that all of all of this wonderful source energy is focused on me, and that between they said between us you know abraham the source energy and us here in physical form and our infinite selves we created it all this way for a beautiful purpose that's what they're saying and mm-hmm. that's what i like which you know, is good that, to know i mean it's nice to know that we're here with you know a, a strong intention that we were a part of that's good yeah yeah that and that it's all it's it really is the leading edge that's why having this contrast you know this isn't a a um, a weaker state of being, you know, that we're wishing we could get to a higher state. This is a, a a very creative place to to revel in the possibilities of what we can do here. It's also interesting to think about about the fact that if you have those iterations of non being or of non physical being rather, if those if you have those iterations, it's almost like there's an extension pole, you know, like a like the old fashioned antennas that that appeared on like radios, you know, they they would extend you know one section after another section after another yeah. section until you have the full length of it it's uh-huh. kind of like one of those things pointed at physical reality and they're all pointed here so you have these long extensions you know these telescopic extensions that are connecting and, and that's that's what i think of when i think about we're on the leading edge we're, we're the nub at the end of the antenna so to speak you know i'm, I'm not mm. sh- again i'm not sure what to do with that but at least it gives me an image to work with i don't know what else to do with it <laughs> Because that's the thing. I mean, how how do you use this information? Yeah, it's it's beautiful to know, but you know, I'm trying in my daily life to learn about you know how to apply the law of attraction, be a deliberate creator, how to how to allow all that kind of stuff. I don't know what to do with this stuff about endless inner beings. I mean, how do I use that? I don't know. Well, like I said, I, I'm just using it because I I wanted to know so much what it is I'm doing here in a realm that seems so dense where people suffer, where blood gushes, you know, where all these things happen. Mm. Like, why would I come to a realm like this and go through this kind of contrast? No, you that's know? a good question. That's a very Who good needs question. the stomach flu? Who needs cancer? Who needs, you know, to go, who needs to watch children die? I mean, like all these things that happen here, um, you, you know, then it makes me wonder, well, what's the source behind it all? And what's the source up to in thinking that this is a, that this is the leading edge of all possibility? You know, that this is, this is where all that is, which is God itself, which is the most infinite consciousness that created this entire universe is completely digging the fact that this leading edge of consciousness is taking place here on this planet and that we are the actors in it. You know, we're not only the actors, we're, we somehow are the creators of it. So yeah, with, I've been wanting to understand that. <laughs> well, that, sure, then that's a valid question. That's a really valid question. One that I think probably has been asked at one time or another by virtually everybody on the planet at, you know, one time or another in their lives. What, what the heck am I doing here? Why am I, why am I going through all this? Why do I have to go through this pain? What's mm-hmm. the point of all that? I mean, mm-hmm. of course we all ask that kind of a question. And it's a very natural question to ask. 
I, I know for myself, when I have wanted to explore that, particularly since learning about how LOA works and what its purpose is and what its role is in the universe, whenever I've asked that question, I find the question changing in my mind. And I don't know, mm -hmm. maybe this is different from your experience, but in my mind, the question kind of evolves because I start off, inevitably, I start with where I was and where I am, right? And where I was when I first became exposed to the LOA concept was I thought I was a positive person, but my wife showed me that I was actually a very negative person. I was depressed when I thought I wasn't depressed. Um, I, I was pretty darn confused, to be perfectly honest. And once I discovered that I had power, that's what the whole LOA teaching was teaching me. I had power that I didn't know existed, that I didn't know was mine. I was now for the first time faced with the possibility that I didn't have to be a victim anymore. I was no mm -hmm. longer a victim of my circumstance. Mm -hmm. That was a new concept. Well, it, mm -hmm. I can't say it was a new concept. It was a new concept in that for the first time, I actually believed it might be true. I had heard similar concepts in the past, but didn't really believe them. But mm -hmm. now I began to believe, like, maybe I really am a being of power. And so, you know, like most people, I started experimenting, seeing, can I make stuff manifest? Can I get parking spaces and all that kind of stuff, right? Because <laughs> no, that's what you that's, do, right? That, that's, that's the big one, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's like the kindergarten steps. That's the first steps you take when you, when you first get exposed yeah, to this stuff. Cool. And yeah. as I'm developing it, as I'm learning, I, I kept trying stuff and failing and trying stuff and failing. But every once in a while, I'd succeed. I'd say, well, why did I succeed there? Was it just random chance? You know, what was it? but began to see over time that there was a pattern going on. And actually the pattern at that time was not one I liked very much because when I looked honestly at the bad stuff going on in my, my life, boy, there were direct connections all over the place to what was going on in my head, what was going on in my conversations, what was going on in my writing, and what was going on in my experiences. It was like, oh, all right, well, certainly on the negative side, I can see the connections. Now I just need to see them on the positive side. <laughs> So, mm -hmm. you know, I guess my point is it was a development. And as the development happened, I became more and more curious about questions like you were raising. And mm -hmm. one of the early um, recognitions I came to was, well, it looks like I really am a being of power, still learning how to use it, still learning how to master it. But apparently I am a being of power. That means I'm no longer a victim. And it means there's a lot more to what's going on with me than meets the eye. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, I can, I can start tapping into this idea of I have an inner being. I can communicate with that inner being, at least theoretically. Practically, I didn't know how to do that, but I acknowledged the theory of it. Okay, mm -hmm. I could conceivably communicate with this being. And then, you know, th this inner me. And perhaps that inner me was this God that everybody was talking about, had been talking about all my life. Okay, mm -hmm. well, I could kind of buy into that. And as time went on, that became the basis for wanting to know the bigger questions less often, which is really interesting because, like most people, I wanted to know why I was here, why I was putting up with all this stuff, where did we all come from, how did the universe get created, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And as I started exposing myself to the idea of I'm a powerful being, I don't know why, but those questions became less important to me. What became much more important to me is, what can I do with this power now? Yeah. Yeah. You know, how can no, I learn I to use it? How can I channel it? How, how can I master it? How can I get mm -hmm. good at it? Yeah. And for the last 10 years, that's what I've been working on. I, I honestly can't tell you the last time I thought about origin questions, you know, 
origins of the universe and all that kind of thing. It hasn't been in any recent times. Mm -hmm. So there, there, I guess there's a certain egocentricity that goes involved in this because you're, you know, you're trying to answer questions for yourself about yourself. And when you're doing that, it's almost like you don't have time for eternal questions. It's like, hey, okay, I can come, I can deal with those later on when I'm dead or something. You know, for the moment, I got this. This is a cool toy. I want to play with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think I think it's just I I'm searching lately in my life for the reason to be excited about my life and the reason you know it's sort of like I think. Sometimes there's the contrast if you turn on the television or you look at politics or you look at, you know, um, the news reporting, you know, the situation of the world. And, and um, you know, you, it could, it's easy to buy into, you know, so many people are buying into the idea that things are really bad. Mm. And uh, a lot of a lot of things are this is like the worst the world's ever been. And oh, there's, yeah. there's different things like that. And we've never seen so much suffering in the world and so much confusion and we're, this country's never been so lost as it is now and all these kind of things. So part of me, it, it drives me to know, to drives me deeper into wanting to know why is this all happening? And then also since it's the last part of my life, cause I'm in my sixties, it's like, what, what is it that I really want to do? That's truly fulfilling. You know, mm. what, I mean, because I could go, you know, walk on a beach somewhere for the rest of my life and I could hang out. I mean, I, I, I want my life to be as fulfilled as possible. And and therefore, I want to be still very actively creating on the leading edge of my possibilities. And so that led me to want to know more the nature of reality so that if I am a creator, as I realize I am, and if I am indeed a powerful creator, if I'm more an, an infinite being in a human body rather than a human body who occasionally, you know, thinks of its eternal nature, but doesn't really believe it, you know, I'd rather be the opposite. I'd rather believe that I am an infinite being and then see, well, what is it that I'm here to create? And that's why it's – I don't need to know there's layer upon layer upon layer, although that's, <laughs> that's fascinating. I mean, that's like when people do some drug like peyote or ayahuasca or something. It sounds like it, yes. <laughs> well, they're, they're doing that. You know, those indigenous cultures do that to know themselves more and to know the nature of reality. They, they want to know what, what all is going on, you know. So it's a beautiful thing. It comes to us through the earth, through nature in a very natural way. And it isn't at all an aberration to take a drug like that, a plant medicine like that, to discover something deeper about oneself. The same way as, you know, marijuana is, is in many cultures was considered a sacrament. It was considered as holy as any other plant medicine because it, it alters you into a, a different state where you get to see more of your consciousness and who you are and what you're doing here. And that's just who I am. I mean, I want to know, I want to know this broader perspective so that I have more fun, so that I can be more playful, so that I can find more beauty here and appreciate on deeper levels all that I see and hear and taste and touch and feel. It's funny you should mention the, the drug thing. I mean, because I, like most people, I went through my drug thing when I was quite young. And uh -huh. uh, I, I certainly was aware that numerous cultures have used drugs in, in what you might call a religious or a spiritual manner, kind of along the way you were describing there. Uh -huh. um, 
the one thing that I, I picked up most more than anything else from that time in my life was encapsulated on a t-shirt from that time period, which said reality, what a concept. And <laughs> when, when I saw that, I thought that was better than any drug <laughs> because it's true. I mean, reality is an amazing concept, but it also implies it is a concept. It's not just, right. you know, it's not this, this finite thing that's always there and you know, immutable, yeah. unchangeable and all that kind of thing, uh, yeah. which I did believe for the longest time. But now that I've fully come to appreciate, you know, reality, what a concept really means something that it actually has, it, it implies some depth of understanding about the nature of the universe. I don't really want drugs anymore. I mean, I don't even drink alcohol, believe it or not, uh -huh. Tom. I, I, I yeah. haven't had a glass of wine in 30 years. <laughs> I just wow. don't want wow. it. I, yeah. I much prefer enjoying and interacting with what, what I am learning about my power and about the universe and so forth without the crutch that's the way it seems to me it's a crutch and and i'm not trying to to insult anybody who has come from that kind of a background you know especially a spiritual background with a peyote or whatever i'm not i'm not saying that at all their, their choices are appropriate for them and that's fine with me i'm just saying for me i don't want to understand reality that way i don't want to experience reality that way and i certainly don't want to try to exercise my power that way Mm -hmm. There's actually a little piece of me that says I'm undercutting myself if I try to use a chemical method because the power mm -hmm. I have is mine. I don't need a chemical for that. It's right there. Mm -hmm. you know. So I just want the raw power. <laughs> it yeah. almost sounds like – it makes me sound like a maniac, doesn't it? I want the raw power. Well, it makes you sound like Abraham. I mean they <laughs> – when Abraham has been asked that question, they generally answer pretty much in the sense that you know you you really might want to think about altering yourself in lots of cases because it um there there is a natural way that you are already altered because you are who you are you know as an infinite being in a human body you have tremendous um potential and capability every moment to to have profound experiences and i'm i've i've been sort of forced by life to come to the same conclusion you have because i my body won't let me drink alcohol anymore, nor, nor will my lungs let me smoke pot, you know, so I basically <laughs> don't do any kind of drug hardly ever. I mean, I try a little bit every once in a while and it makes me feel sick. And it also, when I get altered, I don't, I, I like my normal state of consciousness more oh, than I too. do the altered state. Yeah. Um, we do so have another, I, we, we do have another caller who's connected okay. in, so I figured we'd bring them in. So let's unmute and find out who do we have on the line. Hey, Walt. This is BJ from Southern Miss. It's BJ again. Hey, how you doing, guy? Oh, it's nice. Actually, I wasn't planning on calling tonight, and I felt kind of bad because I was the guy earlier who interrupted you with the meeting. Oh, that that's all right. No problem. What I was trying to do was listen live to the show. Right. Oh, well, we can let you do and, that. You can you can just listen live through the through the, the the Zoom platform if you like. I just thought you wanted to be a part of it, so that's why I brought you in. But you know, we'll, I can just mute you back up, and you can just listen if you like. Well, I didn't know if if I had done something wrong when I was logging in, and was there an option to just be a, a you know an observer type of thing? Not really. I mean. I mean, with the Zoom platform, we should probably announce this. The Zoom platform, among other things, gives you a chat uh, opportunity. So, for instance, if you want to kind of log on and hear the, the broadcast live through Zoom, you can log on and just send us a little chat message saying, hi, I'm here, I don't want to talk, I just wanted to listen, and that'd be great. We could do that. Oh, okay. Well, is there 
another option for listening live to the show? Uh, well, on the homepage at LOAToday.net, there's a player that you can listen to right at the top of the page. The player. Yeah. Oh, see, I just jumped right in. I remember you saying, uh, get your app downloaded. So I just oh, went right for the app, and, <laughs> and I just overlooked the, the other player. <laughs> hey, we give you credit anyway, because you're the one who helped us figure out the links so that we could link from the descriptions on the iPhones over to the page. So, hey, you get right. carte blanche here. You're fine. <laughs> And that's what I did too. I just you did? clicked on the link, went right in, and I didn't even think about it. I was just on autopilot. That's great. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, no, all all kudos to you because uh, you brought to my attention the fact that that could be done. I didn't even know that was possible to do that, so I was glad you pointed it out to me. And and fortunately, it was also a very easy fix once I knew how to do it. So, thank you very much for doing that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Also, I guess now that I was here, I did want to. I felt bad last week on my call. Because as we were talking, I remember you saying I was trying to get out that I was a fan of of Tom's and his analytical. Tom is who we have tonight, right? Yeah, this is Tom, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hi, BJ. You had maybe yeah, you had maybe said David in passing as one of the hosts, and and I think I might have said David a couple of times in my in my little talk, and I forgot that I was actually talking to Tom, and I got oh. confused thinking <laughs> it was David. So I was like, oh, that was blunder. I felt bad about that. Sorry. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. That, that, no yeah, worries. Yeah, I do know. See, uh, David does the Sunday morning show. Is that right? It, Sunday morning, although this coming week, starting this Sunday, it's now going to be a Sunday evening show. We're going to do 8 p.m. Eastern time. So where you are, 7 p.m. Central time. Um, and we're doing that for a couple of reasons. One, so we can encourage more callers, but also because Louise and I want to be able to do day trips. We can't do that if we're doing a midday show on Sunday. So we're going to do an evening show instead. <laughs> oh, yeah, no doubt. Sunday is like the best day to be out there, you know, in nature, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But, yeah, Sunday night, that sounds perfect, too. I do. I really do enjoy the evening shows. It's like a whole new vibe. That's why I was trying to just listen in, and I was going to – uh you know, just go about my day listening. And, but yeah, I, I did definitely say that, uh, Tom, his whole, uh, outlook on, on the Seth material, mm-hmm. I, I definitely listened to the show from Seth. And I definitely agree. That is some cumbersome stuff to, to try to maneuver through. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. I had the same kind of hang ups. And, and to be honest, I had the same type of hang ups kind of with, I guess we call her Abraham. I just call her Esther. Yeah, that's all right. Abraham, <laughs> Esther, <laughs> the Hicks. Esther and, won't complain, yeah, I promise. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to kind of get uh, Tom's uh, input on this one was the the way I had looked at it. I don't think you all, you never really do- delved into like UFO and all that type of stuff. Have you? So Not much. really. It's, it's never been a big interest of mine. So no, I've never looked. Into I, I have personally, but only because they have of, so. only no. because of one book that that sort of came into my life about a year ago, and I didn't expect the book to be in my life, and all of a sudden there it was, and I read it, and uh-huh. it was very illuminating because it was by a PhD professor from Harvard University who studied. Really. Yeah, oh, he's wow. he studied people who claimed abductions for most of his career at Harvard. And he almost got thrown out at first, but he went to the <laughs> he went to the board at Harvard and explained, along with his um, his teaching assistants and all his research assistants, 
all that he was learning and they totally told him they gave him the green light they said it's fantastic go ahead <laughs> wow how long ago was that the, oh the gosh it's it's at least over the last 20 years it's been it was going on really? and i think he died probably gosh maybe three or four years ago i think his name was oh, john, okay. john mack i i have his book right here but john mack that sounds very familiar yeah yeah i got really you know just taken over by coast to coast am you know i'm sure y'all are familiar with that show right coast to coast am yep. nighttime mm-hmm. right yeah and you know they go everywhere they just go across the board you know mm-hmm. and and UFO, Bigfoot, the the global warming, and yeah, that's why you know I I listened to say a coast to coast show on UFO and somebody like John Mack. Now this guy sounds totally legitimate. He sounds unbelievably qualified, and you think, well, this 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 guy's not lying. You know, this guy he's telling the truth, or at least he's telling the truth the way he sees it, and. I think the same type of deal is going on with with Seth, uh, Abraham, you know, Esther. Everybody is they're not lying and they're but they're not they're not maybe seeing the world. I think this latest kind of the latest iteration of the LOA, the way how we know it, the the way we see it, that's kind of a newer deal, maybe in the last four or five years it's really taken shape and i think it's great you know that's why i've come back to it you know i kind of got away from it i've come back to it and i certainly enjoyed this show because it's just a great show that you can listen to and not have to worry about oh god is it going to be a ufo invasion oh god you know <laughs> it's freaking yeah. but not method. like it's just too much i i can't even listen to coast to coast anymore yeah there's so much sensationalism out there yeah i consider myself a pretty discerning person and and like like you all i, I enjoy poker and and you know after you play enough poker you kind of get a sense of people and you really can can kind of call the bluff but oh yeah i was just very true. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's something that comes along with being a good poker player. That's right. You, know, you yeah. have to be very good. You can't call the bluff. Like, you know, you pretty much are going to lose. That's true. But, <laughs> you know, coming back to it, what I found was I didn't think anybody was lying. At least not the people that George Norrie has on. Like, he really vets them. He gets, you know, great credentials. And it's like, I don't think they are lying. And it's like, I could never figure out how you reconcile all these these viewpoints like i mean some of the people are like they're they're saying there's swarms of swarms of ufos just miles up waiting some of them are defending some of them are attacking like in and for people who buy into it i think you you really have to be living it to, to fully buy into it you gotta have an experience you know and it's like it's like when esther does her thing Everybody can understand, and, and you definitely have points in your life. You can say, well, I, I can get on board because I'm seeing the same type of thing. I'm having the same result. Mm. But you can't quite buy into the whole package of Abraham, you know, nor I don't think you should, because that's really not the way your world is. If we started, like, I mean, practically, you would say Abraham is, is practically like a, an alien. It's like... <laughs> you know Do you, like, think? you could almost yeah you could almost go that far if you just i know she doesn't like to to really put a label on it 
but it's it's voodoo. It's out there. <laughs> it's it's right out there with, with North Nori and Coast to Coast. You know, I'm surprised she's never been on there. Maybe maybe she has been on. She Coast might have been. I'm I don't know. Sure. But that <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't think that they're lying. And and the only way you know after after just going down all these rabbit trails, you know, and finally you just have to say enough is enough. Like I'm, Walt, I'm glad you never went down all these rabbit trails because it's just endless and you can really lose yourself. You know, you can lose years of your life, you know, chasing, thinking that you finally have something. And, and then all of a sudden, basically nobody's really got a good answer and, and everybody's really worried. And, and that's why when I found LOA today, you know, your daily dose of happy, it's like that's all I need. Just a good, happy event. Yeah, you know, that, that's enough for me. You know, we're I think we're all kind of figuring it out, and we're all kind right. of going along trying to figure it out. And yeah. and I just like to be happy too. That's like at the bottom line. That is, and and I love your approach, Walt, because you're not really buying in hook, line, and sinker. You know, you you kind of keep it on the periphery. You, you everybody enjoys a good Abraham quote, but you know, it wasn't. Tom, was it you that was doing some of the channeling, was having mm-hmm. some real good? See, now that was interesting, but I, I never actually heard, you know, kind of details. I'm not sure you're saying that you're hearing voices like no. in Abraham, huh? No, and and, yeah. and they don't necessarily hear voices either. You know, some people hear voices. Some people get visual things. Well, no, well, think of, no, think about this. Abraham, this, this is even more, this is like possession. It's like literally Esther saying bye bye, and she's saying here wow. comes Abraham, like a split personality. Like, I, well, that's like, not that's not the way that that my the teacher in my channeling class doesn't describe it that way, and I'm beginning to see it in a much more organic way. Um, that channeling is really simply um, the higher powers. You know, you might say the inner being, the source self is is coming through that person, but it's using that person's mind, that person's personality, that person's way they view, they, that they view reality also, and it's combining and coming out of that person. There are some people who apparently seem to get completely taken over by I some don't like that. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't like the way that that's, sounds. That's more like the the rare thing. And it's it's generally like the kind of channeling I'm learning. It's it's simply, it's almost like letting go to total spontaneity and intuition and letting my total spontaneity and intuition speak or come out on a paper when I'm writing after I've asked a question and and see what what my what comes when I get out of my mind. You know, I get out of my analytical head and I just let stuff flow through me. And and that's why I like it because it's it opens me up to get me away from my super intellectual, you know, thinking self that I can bind myself in knots with all my thinking, you know. Oh, I know. I think me and you are kind of kindred spirits because <laughs> I feel the same way. Like that's what happens to me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Does does your uh, does your coach on the channeling is he familiar with Abraham and all that? It's a she, yeah. She's real familiar with it, and she channels another, you know, thing that she calls Council of Radiant Light and Archangel Michael, and and I don't think she she has a picture of what that is or anything, but she she just like lets this stuff come through her. And I've read probably fifty different things that she, that have come through her, and they're just to me beautiful. They're fantastic, you know, and they're all uplifting, and they're not about 
you know, anything weird and, and trippy like aliens and things like that. It's all just stuff that is very illuminating to my higher self, you know, to sort of like the, the more nobler aspects of my being are addressed in the channeling. And I think Abraham, when I listen to Abraham, it does the same thing. It, it points me towards who I more want to be in my life. And that's why I like it. It's I really believe there is such a thing as higher consciousness, and we're tapping into it. By the way, Abraham, oh, yeah. Esther, Esther would say, I'm pretty sure that she doesn't get taken over by Abraham. I think what she would say is that Abraham, when Abraham is interacting with her, the information that's coming from Abraham is coming so fast and furious that literally the most she can do is try to keep up with the translation. She can't take time to engage her conscious mind. It's just coming too fast. But I don't think she feels like she's being taken over. I think she feels like she's a translator. In fact, she doesn't even call herself a channeler. She calls herself a receiver. And to her, there's an well, important yeah, distinction that, there. I think that's very purposeful. And I'm not going to say it's really plotted. You know, I know her husband was really a driving force behind oh, Jerry, yeah, you know, was. getting her movement. Jerry... Jerry was a very, he was a sharp dude. He was yeah, a sharp very, fella. Very you know, he was pulling a lot of levers behind the scenes, and he really set that thing in motion, you know, from what I can tell. And, yeah, I just found it funny. One time I found uh, Esther, it was Esther, not Abraham, on Oprah. But Oprah Oh, yeah, I've like, heard that. Yeah. Yeah, she, she, she was like, I love what you're doing. It's awesome, but. And, and this was a podcast type deal. She's like, I can't quite pull the trigger to get you on TV yet. She yeah. said, I needed to kind of put you on this and let's just see how this goes. And mm -hmm. she said, I don't even want you to go. So I don't want you to go into Abraham mode. Let's just talk, Esther. <laughs> huh. so, and I remember know, Esther was I, kind of uncomfortable with, about that, too. She she wanted to go as fast as she could into Abraham. She didn't want to right. talk with Esther. <laughs> right. And you know what? I think it. it if I was just psychoanalyzing her, you know, from a real clinical state, it would almost like, I, Walt, I'd like to hear your wife's diagnosis, because this sounds almost like a conscious, subconsciously activated, not defense mechanism, but a system that part of her wants to be this person on stage, flamboyant, you know, preposterous, out there, amazing. And then part of her is a scared little person that doesn't want any attention and, and really hides. And, and it's almost like over the years and decades, she has honed this thing down to what it is today. And like, like I said, I think she's more comfortable. Like I, she might even flip the switch one day and she just might be full Abraham. You know, it might be like a, <laughs> a transgender type of deal. She just does full Abraham. <laughs> uh, I mean, and I like her, but like I said, I just don't think you need it. I don't think you need to buy in all the way. You don't have to buy in to, to do what you're doing, Walt, on this show is application, applicable, you know, techniques, you know, surrendering to your inner guidance and, and living it. And, and, you know, if you never spell, if you never mentioned Esther or Abraham, I don't think anybody would be the wiser and nobody would be <laughs> any less. You know, it's like you, you could just become the new. You could become Walter. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I actually, that. believe it or not, BJ, I really have no motivation at all to be anyone's guru. They may, they may sound strange, but I, really, that's the last thing uh, I have in mind. I really don't want that at all. <laughs> all I really want to do with the podcast it. is I, I, I just like want to share. So yeah, okay, well, that's great. Yeah. That's
That's great. Yeah, By the way, great. I'm I'm going yeah. to be I'm going to be going yeah. to to hear Abraham in April. So when I'm done with wow, that visit, no yeah, they're uh, Esther's hey, you coming. Get, you got to get a selfie with her. Oh, okay. I'll see if I can <laughs> make that an LOA assignment. Like, see if you can attract that. Uh, I'm sure it would take some finagling. I'm sure she's pretty elusive. Yeah. So if you can pull that off, I would feel like that would be a big LOA win. You, <laughs> well, I'll see what healthy. I can do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I do promise you, after that visit, she's coming to Connecticut on um, April 21st to uh, Greenwich, Connecticut. And I'm going to be going there with Louise. We're both going. And I promise you afterward, I'm going to give you a full report about what I felt going on there at that time and what I saw and so forth. So I don't know well, if that know, will convince anybody of anything, but I'll tell you what I'll say. You know, she gets around, and she does. Not, to, to put any, not to put any shade on Abraham or Esther, you know, it, it, if you would say, well, what what ultimately is she doing? Well, she's attracting, but in Esther, in Esther's mind, she's a pretty frugal person, and she's pretty broke. But Abraham, on the other hand, is balling. Abraham has got it going on, and you think, well, why can't Esther, the master of the universe, be rolling in it? Well, actually, I think she is doing pretty well. Well, but she's, financially, she's she doing very like well, a, if that's what you mean. Yeah. Oh, definitely she's she is. Not doing, she's, she's not master creating stacks of money. She's not making diamonds in the dirt. What she's doing is, like so many other gurus, they are selling tickets, and they're selling seats. And she works her tail off. She's selling a lot of tickets. And, and after a while, it adds up. And she has got a lot of stuff. but. You just got to ask yourself, well, why can't Hester just poop out a Ferrari? Like, why can't she actually do it? Why can't she just ask Abraham? Well, I have and, an answer for and, that. I, I think I can answer that one directly. Now, this is, again, my opinion, but I think anyone could, could literally do that. We could all learn to do that. Here's the catch, though. The catch is it takes a tremendous amount of dreaming and faith and power and belief 